you're just funny. It's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, see? Who well, are you? No, about no, the conversation at the end of the day. That's right, dude. It's all about the uh, the actual content. And even, you know, this, this is actually called Ecamm Live. Um, so you can create a link, and I chose guestbot.chat. But what's cool about it is, like, I we have a split screen here. So I'm recording just, you know, right now. And then it's a split screen. This is what will show up in the final product. And then if I want to switch cameras when you're talking. Nice. And nice. then when I'm talking... And then both of us. So then when I press end recording, that'll show up in the final product. Wow, that's smooth. Yeah. Yeah. So that way I don't have to like worry about editing or anything. I just press end and then mm-hmm. I upload it right to YouTube. So, yeah, no, nah, that's clean. I love it. I might have to steal your swag. Yeah, man. You know, whatever I could do, buddy. That's why I'm here. But, you know, I'm, I'm going on, what, three years now of, of having the show. So how long have you uh, started your podcast? It's embarrassing. I haven't been level enough. I've been I've been lazy. I've been consistent with the conversations, but lazy with the production. Anyways, I started yeah. mine twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. It's and again, I mean the pandemic just like a lot of people, I'm sure it probably kind of put a hand, you know, damper on things. No? I mean fifty percent. I I'd be lying if I didn't say I, I could have uh spent my money on some, some to level up a little bit, but you know, we choose to spend it we chose to spend our money elsewhere. Learning yeah, lessons. Dude. Learning lessons. That's it. So uh, l- let's get let's get right into it, man. Again, I don't usually do intros. I just kind of go with the flow. Um, so uh, do me a favor. Pr- pronounce your name again. Is it Colas? Absolutely. So yeah, it's okay. Collis. It's a Collis. Uh, yeah, I always tell people, you know, best way to think about it is call us. <laughs> and then if you say that, it's it's pretty darn close. Smart. <laughs> I like it. And then, you know, for the viewers, again, thanks for having me on your show. Uh, you know, I'll, uh, depending on when we both put out this episode, I'll link obviously your podcast and everything. So it might be available, but if not, you have some great content and some other great guests. So if you can uh, remind the folks uh, kind of what you do and uh, what uh, got you started on uh, getting a podcast going. Absolutely. So um, as, as Tony just mentioned, you know, I have a podcast called the voices of value podcast. Um, the name switched up a few times, but essentially I started the podcast in 2018. I'm from Kansas city, Missouri. And I, I, I left Kansas city to move to California because I kind of felt like there was a no hope here. I guess there wasn't much hope in the air. A lot of my friends mm-hmm. were relying on, on one or two, two, uh, directions for their career that kind of scared me. And uh, I moved to California, met a lot of people, realized that, you know, there are people out there that look like me that aren't just rappers or basketball players, which gave me a sense of uh, faith or hope that I could be something, you know, outside the box. And I felt like a lot of my friends could use that same uh, inspiration because they hadn't seen that many people, you know, being a successful entrepreneur or podcast creator or whatever i don't know construction uh, company owner they've only seen they only look up to rappers and basketball players so i was like you know what mm. let me start a podcast interviewing some of the people i meet out here in california who look like me to kind of be a source of representation for the community back home and that's kind of what how it all started so i started the podcast called the culture talks you know just kind of you know if you get it you get it but yeah the culture yeah. talks and uh switched names a few times since then switch a little bit of the focus but at the end of the day 
really just trying to bring awesome people onto the show to be a source of inspiration and then also a sort of source of representation for, you know, the black and brown community to go out there and chase something outside the box they might have been put in growing up. Yeah, man, that's beautiful. And, you know, uh, Lloyd and I were talking a little bit about that as well, which Lloyd connects us with. Shout out Lloyd George, uh, also a great podcaster and creator. Uh, but we were talking a lot about that to where there's, we're, we're in a very interesting time for a lot of reasons. Uh, I could I could list a hundred probably, but I think the most interesting is, um, you know, being able to connect with each other, whether it's like this, whether it's through podcasting and um, whether you can connect with the community as well. Because we, we were never in this situation before to where, I love what you said about kind of getting out of the uh, stereotypical um, culture and mm-hmm. career paths that we all think, you know, like for for you and your community, it might be basketball, it might be rapping, it might be, um, you know, uh, just being in that genre. And then for me, maybe it's maybe it's the same thing or maybe it's um, accounting or football mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. wrestling. And, you know, th- there's there's these kind of stereotypical boxes we put our community in. And once you're in that community in a physical aspect, and you look around your neighborhood and you see your friends and family growing up doing these things, you think you have to go that path. And sometimes you get forced, right, depending on the type of community you're in, sometimes you might get forced into a bad path and you're stuck in that path and you only have, you know, the little Waynes of the world to look up to, the Nicki Minaj's, the, you know, celebrities and whatever you're looking up to, sometimes it's not always the best fit. And it's great that you have a podcast that you can kind of, branch out a little bit and inspire people to get into a different realm. And, um, you know, sometimes we look on TV and social media and we think it's just one thing, but what I love about podcasting is you're able to kind of consume multiple creators, multiple entrepreneurs, and you, as long as you're objective and can actually use critical thinking and, you know, say to yourself, you know, I could do that. I could easily get out of my way that I'm in now and I could chase after something that might seem far-fetched, but we're living in such an exciting time that it's not as far-fetched as people think. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, I think, you know, in the podcasting space, it's so awesome when, when you know, podcasters have just a variety of guests. I know there's so many podcasts I've listened to where there's careers or, or uh, business ideas that I never would have even dreamed of or thought of that popped mm. up and were exposed to me that maybe I might not chase, but during the research process, during the learning process, oh, let me learn about, a, I don't know, crime cleanup, you know, a crime cleanup company. I get to learn more about, oh, yeah. I hear a word called margins. What are margins? Then I go <laughs> study about that. Oh, I hear a word called unit economics. Oh, what's that? So it may not be the career path you go down. It may not be a guest that you follow for the rest of your life as a source of inspiration, but you might grab just one little inkling that changes your mindset and sends you down a path that you wouldn't have gone down otherwise, which again is the whole point of having this podcast and, you know, having conversations like these or, or popping in podcasts like yours and having these conversations. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, I feel like a, a lot of people have reached out to me after this into a show or after I had a guest on and, you know, once they get value out of the podcast, which is why you have a, an awesome title. So kudos, don't change that. That's perfect. Um, but uh, I, I love the fact that you can, you know, capture something from a podcast and, listen to somebody that maybe you wouldn't be exposed to normally. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, hey, man, I got so much value out of this. I ended up doing this with my life now. I ended up doing that. And that, you know, that, that's kind of special, right? Because you don't, you watch TV, you watch Netflix, and 
do you get the same value out of that stuff? I don't think so, right? I I always like to say that you, you can't really take something from uh, TV or um, uh, a Netflix show or something like that where it's not tangible, where you can grab from that and actually use it in real life. More often than not, unless it's an educational documentary, typically you can't really take information. It's more of a, a way to escape reality, so to mm -hmm. speak, um, versus like a podcast. I, I feel like it's so impactful because you're the fly on the wall and you could learn so much from that conversation and take so much away. And it's whether it's like educational or not, that's what's interesting about podcasting is like some of the best podcast guests I've had is like, you know, someone like yourself, we're just shooting the shit. There's no topic. There's no, I don't even know what the title of this podcast is going to be until the podcast is over. Um, it's just, those are sometimes the best conversations because I, I don't know about you. Maybe you can talk a little bit to this, but I've learned the most from sitting in a room with a group of friends shooting the shit with a couple beers. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you get that impact from other people and when you can learn from, from your community and your friends, sometimes those are the best way to actually learn about things. Absolutely. And it's funny you say that because I wrote down at the bit more towards the end of last year, I wrote down like the five things that bring me joy, like make me happy. Mm. And one of the things that I wrote down was being <laughs> it's kind of specific, but I was like being in a loft, a loft space or on a rooftop with a group of friends shooting the shit. Basically, mm. I was like, this really brings me happiness. Like, the conversations that come up, the, um, I don't know, sometimes I feel like the uh, the guard or the wall some people put up kind of drops down when people get comfortable and they're right. in, a, in an environment where they feel safe and people get vulnerable and that's where you're able to learn. So I know that definitely one of my top five things is to spend a lot of time or as much time as possible with a group of friends or a group of new people in a beautiful setting just to be able to conversate, connect and, and learn. So I love yeah, that. Man. I love that. And are, are you uh, are you doing podcasting and and creating on the on the side, or is it a full time gig for you? Do you do you have a, yeah. another job? So yeah, so it's definitely a, a side thing. Um, so I'm in the personal training industry, or you could just say fitness industry in general. So um, two two separate jobs. So trying to build my personal training business online and in person here in Kansas City, um, and then. Outside of that, I sell fitness equipment at a fitness equipment store. So we are in sales and we're uh, we're in uh, sales again because, you know, you got to sell training. So, That's right. so sales and uh, fitness, man, is is uh, the industry that I've been in the past few years. A little dabbling in customer service jobs for tech companies or for the uh, hospitality industry. But end goal is definitely full-time uh, podcasting and side hustling with personal training. That's the end goal. So nice. just a... Uh, doing it step by step yeah dude i think that's why uh lloyd wanted to connect us because you know we didn't get a chance to dip too much into it on on your show but yeah that was my background for years is uh is in fitness and of course i'm still a huge health nut and uh, fitness enthusiast and i don't train as much anymore but i used to train on the side and it was just a very fulfilling probably one of the most fulfilling things i've ever done aside from this podcast that's a very close number two in terms of a passion of mine um, and as you know, it's a very tough industry, especially now, you know, I don't know if you could relate with this, but I've had a lot of other of my buddies on that are uh, doctors, nutritionists and trainers and, um, you know, fitness coaches. And they always tell me, you know, the big thing that they struggle with now is social media and the comparison that they do, their clients do to 
what they're doing in, in, a, in a personal training session. Meaning like, you know, the trainer is coaching them, telling them what to do inside the gym, outside the gym. And then they end up getting back to the coach and they're like, listen, man, I, I saw this guy on TikTok and he's doing this instead. Like, should we do that? And they're just like, dude, this, is that guy certified? Are you talking to a certified trainer? Like, is it a professional or is it just someone that, you know, said eat this because it, it makes the most sense? So yeah, are you dealing with I, that as well with, with clients or? Yeah, I've dealt with that over the past few years. I think it all depends how you approach that all depends on who your client is, you know. Mm. Um, sometimes you can be straightforward with them. You know, sometimes if I know my client well enough, I've been th been with them long enough. I'm like, hey, man, let me ask you a question. Does this look like a circus? And then and then they just start cracking up. I'm like, exactly. Let's keep it pushing. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then some other people really need a sit down explanation. And I'm like, you know, you got to explain the levels. You got to explain what actually makes sense for your background and where you're trying to go. So it's really just about communication and, and understanding who your client is, what they're actually feeling when they see that content. Maybe they don't have enough excitement. Maybe they're not enjoying the workouts and you mm -hmm. need to figure out how to help them enjoy it. Sometimes you got to throw those things in there. I know I have a few um, coaches on, a, on the different side of coaching in the strength and conditioning world for college athletes. And they always, you know, they have to be very specific. These kids are going to national championships. There's money behind this. There's boosters behind it. It's not a game, right? So, right. you know, they're training them very specific. But at the end of every session, they have like an arm blaster, you know, like a little five-minute arm blaster. Go hit as much arms as you want just to get a sick pump. And that satisfies the kid's need for excitement or need for, you know, vascularity photos because they're 21, right. you know. So of course. <laughs> it's the same thing with like old ladies. Maybe an old lady really likes uh, riding on the recumbent bike for 10 minutes or something because she saw somebody do it on a at the therapist's office. And I'm like, hey, do you want to get on the recumbent bike? Oh, yeah, I've been excited to try that out. Or Sick. if it's a 40-year-old mom who wants to do abs, it's like, okay, you know, we, we do abs at the beginning. You don't like that exercise, but you like this ab exercise. Okay, we'll do one to two sets at the end of your workout just to kind mm -hmm. of satisfy that. I guess you could call it a exercise sweet tooth based off of, you know, what they see on the internet. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a great idea, actually. And have you always uh, have you always been involved in in fitness? Have you always had a passion for it? Yeah, so the the journey is kind of funny. I'm sure there's a lot of I'm not I'm sure I'm I'm absolutely sure <laughs> that uh, there's a lot of personal trainers went about the same route. So essentially, you know, everyone makes fun of some personal trainers. They're just like, oh, you're just a failed athlete. That's pretty much what it was. So <laughs> so I uh, I was obsessed with with football and basketball growing up, thinking I was going to go pro in football. Uh, me and my like three or four of my friends used to like train every day after school. Sometimes we used to skip our last two periods of class and go to the football field to get field work in. And then we'd go to the YMCA across the street and mm. lift weights. And we didn't know what we were doing, but we were just like, let's just get a sick pump in and go crazy. And mm. so we would do that like every day. We all thought we were going to go to the NFL. Then little by little, you know, your dreams fall off. One kid gets cut from the team, you know, not to gloss over it quickly but you know somebody else passes away and then you know then the other person gets distracted by life and starts getting into bad activities right and then now it's just like okay everyone went down a crazy path and i just realized for myself hey i'm, I'm actually not a talented athlete <laughs> i realized that yeah. i realized that at like 19 years old i was like 18 finished school moved to california i was like i'm still gonna go play college after i spend a year here i was like i'm not 
I'm not I'm not cold, man. I was never yeah. cold. So just kind of had to keep it real with myself. But that kind of left me in a what I like to call early life crisis. I was mm. like kind of like going back to why I started the podcast is okay. I'm I'm brown. This is what I thought when I was a kid. Obviously, this isn't true, and obviously, it's not what I think now. But when I was younger, I was like, all right, well, I look like this, so I got to be a rapper or I got to play sports. It's mm-hmm. like I'm six foot two. I got brown skin. I should be in the league. <laughs> that's really yeah. just what, that's that's really just what I thought, and that's what I looked up to. And when I realized that that wasn't going to happen, and that I was sh- shitty at sports and shitty at rapping, <laughs> I was like, oh. I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. And I kind of freaked out for like a year or two. But long story short, that kind of led me down a path of trying, trying a lot of things. You know, you and I were talking about Gary Vaynerchuk as a source of inspiration. One thing Gary V always talks about is the best way to find out what you love, what you like, is just trying as much as you can and mm-hmm. try, iterate, try, iterate. So that's what I did. I moved in with my brother in LA, tried videography, tried photography, tried video editing, uh, tried to record with my brother because he's a recording artist. So tried to record him, see if I enjoy it. Didn't like any of that. I was like, what else in the entertainment industry? Could I be a manager? No, I don't like the way these people are behaving. I don't want to be around these people. You know, so Mm. I just tried tried everything and somebody was like, hey, man, I see you always work out. You always love sports. Maybe you should try personal training. Looked into it, started following personal trainers on Instagram whole long process long story short got the certification and started uh started that training process that's awesome yeah it's a it is a funny story because same thing with me you know i i I wrestled a little bit you know we talked a lot about that where it was it was great uh for i think for my physical and and mental well-being because i was out of shape in middle school and elementary school and pretty much my whole life and then you know wrestling kind of taught me a little bit about discipline and accountability and um i was hooked on that and by the time I got out of it, it was too late, right? I was uh, I started getting good like junior, senior year, and then you know, next thing you know, I, I didn't want to go to college and wrestle. So, you know, I just wasn't I wasn't good enough in the beginning to make something out of it. But it led me to the path where I'm at now, to where very similar to you, yeah, you're right. Failed athletes typically become trainers. <laughs> I mean, what do they say for those uh, that can't teach, coach, mm-hmm. and those who can't coach, watch. So that's that's yeah. kind of where I was, where I couldn't I couldn't really be the best athlete. So I ended up coaching people on on how to be uh, healthy, and and I loved it, man. It's it's so fulfilling that you get that kind of accomplishment of not just teaching somebody the ropes, right, but taking something from nothing. And you know that's that's what's kind of rad is like you have someone that literally knows nothing about fitness. Um, wants to get results, whether that's to get lean, to build muscle, to lose fat. And then you teach them whether it's six months, a year or five years down the road and to see that end result. Cause eventually there is an end result and where people are like, all right, I think I'm good. I think I got it. Or they might stick with you for a while. Like I had clients for years and it was great, but eventually there's nothing more satisfying than when they look at you and be like, you know, Tony, I think, I think I'm good. I think I got it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. and that right there is like that feeling you get, maybe it took six months, maybe it took a year. And that feeling is just, there's nothing like it. It's um, it's very satisfying, for sure. And it's, it's important that you point that out. Just for the listeners out there listening, maybe you're on your fitness and wellness journey. Maybe you're about to hire a coach, or maybe you are a coach, or maybe you're looking to become a personal trainer, whoever might be listening in those genres. The coach's job is not to keep you as a client forever. The coach's job is to educate you and guide you 
so that you can eventually learn and understand the principles of strength training, understand how to structure a workout, understand, you know, how to progress or regress exercises. Mm-hmm. And yes, that might take a long time. And especially if you're, if you're training one time a week, it might take a whole year for you to learn, you know, 52 sessions, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe that's not even enough, but you know, depending on who you are, how fast you learn, or depending on who your client is and how fast they learn. Your client may be with you for two months or maybe with you for six years, but at the end of the day, they shouldn't just be training with you to train with you. They should be learning. They should be, you know, uh, adopting these new principles and this new education, and they should leave. Like, I never want to train a client for longer than two years. Like, that's way too long to me. Longer than a year is is too long. I want to get you in. I want to help you. I want to get you out and on your own, and I want you to refer clients back to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. No, I love that. It's so true. And, you know, it's it's so important now. I think now maybe I'm trying to think of a different time in history. I mean, obviously, there's some there's been some wild stuff uh, before we were born. But you look at like now, not only is it an exciting time from a digital standpoint and everyone's able to connect and we're able to do this podcast virtually like, you know, I hope I do end up meeting you one day. But if I never do. How amazing is this? We're all on the other mm-hmm. side of the country, right? And uh, we're able to do this podcast and we're able to put it out to the masses. And that is exciting, but also it's kind of terrifying because now we're sitting down all the time, right? We're mm-hmm. on our phones all the time. We're not as active as much anymore because there's so much shit to do, like on our devices and at home and on TV. And it's uh, it's we're always wanting to consume content and to get attention and it it is draining, you know, physically and mentally. And if you're not smart enough to kind of uh, be aware of that, it could be very dangerous and and detrimental to your health long-term. Absolutely. Yeah. I get worried about that all the time because at my, uh, you know, from typically my, my setup is 6 a.m. to 12. I'm either working on the training business or training. So Mm -hmm. one of the two, either trying to get clients or posting content around fitness and wellness, whatever it is doing my, business stuff around training. And then from 12 to seven or eight, I'm at the uh, sales equipment store, fitness equipment store. And, you know, sometimes on the day through, I'm not training clients, I am sitting down typing up time content, uh, taking a video, whatever, you know, sitting down constantly. And then I leave there, go to the equipment store, and I'm behind a desk, you know, until a customer comes in. So I might be on my computer doing other side hustle things, trying to work on my podcast, uh, editing content, uh, typing up content, writing a newsletter, whatever it is. So it's just like, next thing you know, it's been 12 hours and you've barely moved and you're like, shit, I'm a personal trainer. I can't be doing that. <laughs> but then, but then also, you know, like, Hey, I want to feel good. And, and I feel achy if I sit for like 12 hours, like my, I start getting pinched nerves and like, I'm just like, Oh wow. This is why people just feel terrible when they get older. Cause they're in the same position all the time. And it's just getting more and more easier to do that so you have to you be ah, you have to be very intentional about movement for sure yeah no it's so true and i think um you mentioned a few things in there where like you talk about the whole day and um i think it's very interesting if we could kind of think a little bit about breaking up our days into two um nights and mornings right so like we use the mornings for writing for uh lifting for doing work, right? Getting deep into work. And of course, strength training and things like that's important. And then maybe use the nights for calming down, you know, uh, journaling, um, books, right? Reading and kind of use that as like an input 
at night. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of different ways that I think we can be conscious of how we're spending our days because it is it is very challenging if you don't have a routine and if you're not into structuring your day where it's the same every single day. Yeah, there's some monotony and some boringness to it, but there's also structure. And with structure, there's discipline. And with mm-hmm. discipline, typically leads to success. So you just have to be careful on how you're using that time in those days. And once I started being conscious of it and what I'm doing on a daily basis, like I'm so religious now about uh, when I wake up in the morning, like I love what you said about waking up in the morning and then, you know, whether you're writing or working or, you know, strength training, there's always got to be some type of schedule and discipline laid out in your day, because if not, you're going to, you're going to be crazy one day. You know, it's very easy to get caught up and get consumed with everything that's going on if you're not structured. There's one guy that I really like, and I think he's the one who said this. His name is uh, Eb Milet, and I think he said uh, he has 1,400-something days in a year. And and he was like, let me explain it to you. I have four quarters in every day. I live four days in every day. And he's talking about like four-hour increments from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. I work. That's like me time. I work on work. I, I set up. I send my emails. I catch up on calls. I whatever, whatever, whatever. And then yeah. from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is mixed with like my my workout. You know, obviously he's an entrepreneur. See, he's not at work, but, yeah. but or he, you know, you get what I'm saying. It got a little bit more structure to the day. But um, from 10 to 2, he's working on his fitness, his wellness, and then catching up on any reading or paperwork he has to do. And then from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., that mm-hmm. is you know, finishing up the day and making sure everything's smooth. And from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. is family time. So he's like, you know, I split, wow. he's, he has four days in one day. And he's like, that's how I've become so successful. Too many people are living just one day and I'm four days ahead of you already. And, you know, I was like, you know, that's I never liked the idea of comparing too much to other people, but I do get what he's saying. It's just like, hey, like if you structure your day correctly and if you make the best of every hour you have, which I can guarantee you about 97, 99% of humans are not, including myself, yeah. I definitely wasted like three hours this morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? Like if we lock in and we can really do our best to actually control what we can control in our schedule, mm. like genuinely, sometimes we lie to ourselves, but we genuinely control everything we can control, yeah. and then, you know, there's a lot more we can get done. Yeah, man. And, you know, even if people probably listen, they're like, well, you know, I don't, I don't work for myself, so I got to show up to work and I got to do it. I get it. But, you know, also, too, if you got to show up to work at 8 a.m., let's use this as an example, is maybe get up a little bit earlier. You know, maybe get up at 6 o'clock. And then from 6 to 8, maybe you break it up a little bit more. So 6 to 8 is working out, walking your dog, going outside, getting that circadian rhythm, you know, enjoying the outdoors a little bit first thing in the morning, you know, having your coffee, being religious about whatever you want to drink in the morning. And then maybe on the way to work, maybe you're focusing more on, education. So maybe on the way to work, you're doing a podcast. Now you're listening to a podcast on the way to work. You know, maybe it's like value podcast or the broader podcast. Maybe it's one of those. I don't know. And then, you know, when you get home, when you get to work, right. Cause now it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Now you're going to start writing things down. Maybe you got to write down your schedule of what your day is and what you got to accomplish. For me, it's writing in a journal. Maybe it's post-it notes for you and you start, you know, decorating your office with to-do lists on a post-it note. And then, you know, you structure your day throughout what you got to what you got to do. And then at five o'clock you leave and you finish out that podcast that you started in the morning, right on the way home. And then when you get home, you cook your dinner, maybe you do your workout, maybe do meditation or yoga or something like that. You spend time with family. So you can structure your day 
even if you don't work from home. There's, there's ways to do it. It might look a little bit different, but I think the fundamentals of each day should be relatively similar. You know, if we grab 100 healthy individuals and you ask them what you do on a daily basis, I would imagine the structure of the day is, is probably similar. You know, it's, it probably involves a lot of strength training, maybe some yoga and meditation, maybe it involves reading or journaling. It definitely involves walking, getting outside, stretching, things like this. So the fundamentals of like what you spend in a day, I think a lot of us have been brainwashed to think it needs to be work. It needs to be hustle. It needs to be, I need to make money. I need to spend as much time as I can at work so I can get promoted and make a lot of money and buy a nice car and a nice house. And you need to get away from that stuff. That, that stuff's not as important as you think, you know, and I shared a little bit about, you know, my story and what happened this past year. And a lot of my listeners know about it, so I won't bore them. But when you have some life events that really bend you over and, and, and give it to you raw, you start thinking a lot of different things. You start that your perception changes a lot. And um, the one thing I love about Gary Vee is what you mentioned where he says, try things out. But the one thing I don't necessarily agree with him is he um, not that he preaches hustle culture, because I think he's kind of gone off that because he's gotten some some pushback in the past. But a lot of people look at him and the fast talker, the New Yorker, the hustler, the I own six businesses type of guy. I, I do this, I do that. A lot of people look at that and they want to be that. And honestly, that is very unattainable. That mm-hmm. is not what a normal human being should be. You know, Gary Vee is, is, a, is a different human, you know, just like LeBron's of the world and the Blake Griffins and the Curry's and all these guys are athletes that you're not going to be. You could practice basketball for 20 years. You're not going to be at that level again, right? It's There's something in that DNA that's different that makes them a, a, a stronger, crazier human. And Gary yeah. Vee is one of those guys, but sometimes we get caught up in that hustle culture to where we think it is attainable and we want to be that. And when we don't reach that, it kind of kicks us in the stomach. And I think the more realistic vision that you should have of a life is taking your time, doing things that you love and uh, spending time with the people that you love. And uh, like we talked a lot about community last night, you know, the, the community aspect of it's very important that we don't like look around, you know, if you're listening out there, like think about the last time you hung out with your neighbors, you did community service for your neighborhood or, Maybe you donated some toys to a boys and girls club. Like, think about the impact that you're making on your community. Are you doing enough? The answer is probably no. And that's because we're consumed with things that we don't have. Is we're we're consuming information of what we want and the materialistic things we want to buy and the places we want to go and all that. And all that's great. And it's good to have goals, of course. I'm not saying don't have goals, but when you consume 90% of your time thinking about what could be, you miss out on what's happening. And that's true. That's true. It's fucking deep, man. When you get into that stuff and you're like, all this stuff doesn't matter. I mean, it's, you know, we talked a little bit about it. It's like, it's all fake. It's all made up. Like we invented all this stuff and more stuff's going to be invented and it's going to be cool shit and we're going to want to buy it. But you just got to, you got to relax, man. You got to take it easy. Think about what's important. You know what I mean? And I think that's where two two things become extremely important because, so number one, <clears throat> gratitude. Number two, presence. 
That's why meditation, I'm not going to lie, I don't really practice meditation as much as I told myself I was going to this year. Um, but, you know, we still got a long, we still got a whole uh, whole other 11 months. Yeah, you just so started. We'll get you better. <laughs> but, um, but either way, <clears throat> when we're able to be present, when we're able to be grateful for what we have today, it mm. kind of puts you in your place and kind of humbles you to really appreciate what really matters while still being able to chase, you know, better versions of, of, of you in this, whatever you want to call it, physical or material world. So you can be like present, spiritually present with yourself, grateful for your family, making sure you take time to love and, and care for your community while also still having a solid place for, hey, I want to, I want to attain this. I want to, I mm-hmm. need to work a little bit of extra hours today to level up. But you also know, hey, I'm sacrificing this for that today. You know what That's I'm right. saying? If that makes sense. Right. Versus just being like, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And super, super like, I need this car. I need more money. I need a, a, a better job. I need more clients. I need, And that's all you think about. Then you don't actually really enjoy life because you never appreciated what you had and you were only chasing what you could have Mm -hmm. and so i think gratitude and always like every day i'm like i say uh, you know day by day to see a better day just like wake up every day to like hustle enjoy life Mm -hmm. love my lady love my family in order to see another good day tomorrow i don't know if it makes sense to others but that's like my little mantra i'm like day by day Mm -hmm. to see a better day like every day trying to be better to you yeah, know, level up the next day how do you balance yeah. like like to kind of just bounce a question back to you like how do you balance personally like wanting more for yourself mm-hmm. like in the in the physical world so maybe it's more money maybe it's uh, a yeah. more time freedom maybe it's more enjoyable experiences with your wife or your family mm-hmm. um how do you balance wanting that with like, just like being happy with, with life or relaxing or chilling? I don't even want to say be happy with life, but like chilling, relax and have some family time versus that hustle culture. It's kind of hard to navigate the, those lines, at least for for me, like woke up this morning, I was spending time with my lady. I'm like, you know, little morning cuddles. I'm like, I love my baby, blah, blah, blah. Right. But then, but you also want to get to work. Exactly. Two minutes yeah. after that, I'm like, damn, I could have spent those two hours, you know, doing this and doing that. So, yeah, it's it's, it's such a great question. Um, me personally, I, I look at it like probably how how you did think about it when you were cuddling, where you're cuddling with your lady, and then there's something in the back of your head that says, "I need to get the fuck up and get to work," and. I, it took me a long time to realize that that thing in the back, that person that I thought was me telling me to get up, it's not. It's society. It's, mm. it's other people. It's other influencers. It's Gary Vee. It's fucking <laughs> The Rock. It's, you know, it's, it's these people. And because if those people didn't exist, I wouldn't have those thoughts in my head. Mm. Right? Think about it. It's, it, if Gary Vee wasn't around, you wouldn't think to hustle and to, start a podcast and to vlog every day, like it was implanted um, for better or worse. You know, there's nothing, again, nothing wrong with that. Gary Vee's one of my mentors, but um, it, that, that voice in the back of your head is not you. You know, we think it does. And when I started realizing that, because when I did have uh, some health scares and some issues, the voice was gone. Hmm. 
So I know it was fabricated. It was a figment of my imagination. It wasn't real. It was someone else. It wasn't me because I was in the hospital. Where's the voice then? <laughs> I did not give a shit about getting up and hustling and doing work and doing a podcast and all that. Um, although I will say once I got better, I actually ended up doing a podcast live from the hospital. So that's on my YouTube. <laughs> but when I, when I was first diagnosed with having a, a tumor in my lung, I immediately did a podcast afterwards. But like when I was in my surgery and when I thought it was cancerous and you know, they didn't know what it was and uh, that got removed and I was recovering. I didn't think about podcasting. I didn't think about creating content or what people thought on social media. I just cared about one thing, surviving and then my loved ones, my wife and my family. And I think when you deal with that type of stuff, the voice is gone. And that's why I say you just have to understand that that is someone else. It ain't you. And when you're in bed and you're culling your woman, if the, you know, if that voice didn't exist, you'd still cuddle your woman. And when you get up and do work, you do work when you do work. It is what it is. You know, if, uh, if, if you hustle less and make $100 less today than you did if you hustled really hard, I don't know, that means you can't buy, you know, Air Jordans. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it, yeah, for real. But, I mean, it all comes down to, you know, it's cliche, but it all comes down to that materialistic stuff where why do you want to hustle? Mm. You want to hustle because you want to buy things. What's success to you? It's probably things. And there's nothing wrong with that because things are awesome. But you have to kind of, there's a distinction. And, and I think once we get that out of our head to where the only reason you want to work hard is to make money. Unless you want to work hard for a higher purpose, like you want to volunteer and work your ass off because you want to help the community, but not get paid for it, that's noble. That's respectable. But all of us, including me, by the way, I'm not... I'm not standing on a pedestal saying <laughs> I don't I don't hustle because uh, including me I, I work hard because I do want nice shit for my for my wife and my family, but I also um, fight that battle to to answer your question to where if I don't get that I don't harp on myself I don't I don't uh, I'm not angry at myself I don't look back and say I should have worked harder this day or that day I used to I don't anymore um, I I try to do what I can to supply as much financial freedom for our family and, um, you know, uh, be in the physical moment as I can. But then I also, I, I'm just not hard on myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think when you can just not be hard on yourself, cause that's the big thing, right? Carlos is like, you, when you were cuddling, you started like talking shit to yourself. Like you're hard on yourself. Right. You're like, what are, you do- <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Like, get up, bro. Come on. Let's go. It's 6am. You got to work out. You got to work. And it's always going to be a fighting battle. But I think if once you can identify that that's not you, that's, that's how it helped me. Hmm. Because then it's, well, who's, the, who's your hardest critic? Me. It's you, bro. Yeah. So when you can look at you know, yourself and say, you know, that ain't me inside my head. That's telling me to get up and hustle. Because I tell that dude to shut the fuck up. I'm like, relax, bro. You don't know what you're talking about. You ain't me. Chill the fuck out. And that's kind of the battle I fight with myself is um, just understanding that's not me. And because uh, the real me wants to lay down and cuddle with my wife all day. Now, is that realistic? Of course not. I get that. I'm not stupid. But, you know, the fact that you can just be in that moment, right? Because if you're not in that moment, you think about other stuff. And that's that's how we get that separation that's not good for us. That's not healthy, right? Where you're in the moment, like you're with your family or you're with your kid or you're with your wife, 
but you're thinking about like what you should be doing. That's not really living in the moment. You yeah, I think I think I think the the that's a very interesting perspective. It also makes sense as I kind of combine it with all these uh, influencers on on the internet. But like, I know like. I think we just have to keep it real with ourselves. It's just like what really matters to us and then understanding that every choice has a, you know, a repercussion, positive or negative, right? Mm, Um, So it's like if I, like you said, if I choose to stay in bed longer, whether it's by myself or with my lady, right, and just enjoy that moment and appreciate, you know, the person that I love, I might be, I might lose $100, I might lose $200, right? I might not yeah. get on a call that could have got me a lot of money. But like at the end of the day, if that money all flows in and now more time, more things are taken up, uh, my energy and now I can't spend as much time with my lady. Now that's going to have a negative pre, pre-, uh, pre- whatever the fuck the word is. Yeah, repercussion. You know, <laughs> repercussion. Yeah, um, sure. so, so it's just like understanding, hey, what do I really care about? You know, what is going to... What, what's going to be the repercussion to this action? And am I, am I okay with that? Yeah. And, you know, going back to like what Gary Vee said, be saying like, Hey, look, a lot of people are doing what they love and make $47,000 a year. And they figure out how to take care of their family with it. And they're happy as hell. Yeah. And that's because those people have figured out what they actually care about, what actually matters to them and what brings them joy. And like, Hey, am I fulfilled? Yes. Awesome. Let's rock with it. So, and so, what comes to mind though is just like I feel like we all have to. I might be wrong, but I feel like we all have to uh, go through the bullshit first, if that makes sense. So like, no doubt, we can talk about this right now, and even I can hear you out and be like, oh, that makes sense. But then yeah. like, still have to go out there and like go work seventy hours and go try to hustle mm-hmm. culture or, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, and go out there and work and then make a million dollars and then be like, damn, I just wasted the past five years making a million dollars and I don't even feel that great but I definitely took a lot of time away from my family and my health and blah 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 right so just understanding what matters and and moving forward with that and you can be PS everyone you can definitely be very wealthy and still be healthy and happy but there's definitely sacrifices that you'll have to make either way being super poor and happy there's going to be some sacrifices you'll have to make being super rich and happy there's going to be sacrifices you have to make life is all about sacrifices so yeah. And, you know, also, too, I love what you said, because you do got to figure it out for yourself. And that's, again, I'm 37. So if people are listening, and you're like 25. What I just said doesn't pertain to you. That doesn't make any sense. I get it. You want to like party and have fun and go out all the time and get the Lamborghini. And that's all good. Like, do you? It's not wrong I need with the G-Wagon and the Miami trips. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you, you just got to think you got to figure it out for yourself. It's like when our dads tried to tell us what to do. When we were in mm-hmm. our 20s, like, you know, hey, Tony, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I do the opposite. And then eventually I figured out, oh, shit, I probably should listen to him. But we're all we're all going to get there. We're all going to figure mm-hmm. it out. And also, too, you know, it goes back to uh, the same thing where um, no matter what you decide to do or no matter what you want to take from this information, just understand that every single person has different goals and aspirations. And um, we just don't know where this life is going to take us. So to your point, you might work your fucking ass off and you might make a couple million dollars and you might end up being super happy. Um, Just me personally, that's not what I want to do right now, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the distinction is that's what's important is 
we're living in a very exciting time to where you could do a lot of things. You could make a million dollars just being a, t- a TikTok creator. And But do you want that? Do you want the fame that goes into it? Because there's been a lot of instances to where, unfortunately, social media influence either commit suicide because of mental health or, you know, they're out in public and they get injured, you know, from a crazy fan. Um, and that happens with celebrities too, right? But it's more common now with influencers and creators than it ever has been. So we, we look at those people and they're, they're making a ton of money and we don't understand the, the mental repercussion that that takes on you as well. Um, unless you want to be someone that makes millions of dollars and no one knows who you are, that's great. It's very hard to do, but that, that would be awesome. But you typically with that money comes fame and with fame comes a lot of negative, right? Because this world is very mean and dangerous and, um, you know, people are fucked up <laughs> and, and, and life isn't fair, right? So sometimes it's, it's best to make less money, be in your bubble and, uh, you know, just take care of your, your mental health and, and your physical health. Because it's, it's interesting how like we have this perception of what we need to be happy but if you ask anybody, like, what would make you happy? I guarantee not one person says, I want a nice, physical, healthy body. I don't have to be Brad Pitt, but I want to have a healthy body. I want a healthy healthy mind. Like, I want uh, everything to work right, and I want the my wife to be happy. Like, no one says that. It's always materialistic stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how we spend so much time and energy into thinking about objects versus us. And this vessel, the only vessel you got, like if your car breaks down, you can buy another car, but mm-hmm. this is all you got. And we don't put as much money and time into this as we do objects. Very strange. Yeah, if there's, if there's one thing you guys want to take from LeBron James out there, take that. I know y'all don't got LeBron James money, but just take that. He, uh, he, uh, spends over a million dollars on his health and wellness each year to make sure he can perform at his best so if in your life all you have is two hundred dollars extra spend that two hundred dollars extra on something that's going to help and improve your life if you have five thousand dollars extra use that five thousand dollars on something that's going to help your health and wellness and improve your life like really value your health and wellness and that and, and there's a spectrum there's a wellness spectrum there's mind there's there's your your social wellness going out there and having time with friends and family there's mm. occupational wellness making sure you're at a job that you know is somewhat healthy <laughs> yeah. and that you kind of enjoy and, and that and that you're excited to go to each day and brings you joy making sure you're taking care of your physical health through running jogging strength training uh stretching whatever that might be making sure you're taking care of your mental wellness through therapy if you you not ever, you don't have to have something wrong with you to go to therapy therapy is is fine to go to from the beginning from when you're two years old it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's like making sure that we take care of that wellness spectrum and allocate the capital and the time necessary, you know, it all takes us like, what lesson are you going to choose to take from the people you look up to? That's right. It's like, you can look at LeBron and be like, ah, I see him hop out of a G wagon. I see he pays for his kids to go to this place and this place. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's fine. If you take that lesson, but really take a little bit more time to investigate the people that you look up to and admire and what other qualities might you want to take you know or or lessons might you want to take and apply to your life because it doesn't all have to revolve around money and material needs which is typically how we how we look at it so yeah for sure and i think a lot of that has to do with just you know how society is and how you know we've been raised right so it's 
Yeah, it's been it's kind of been shoved down our throats for years, uh, only because this you know this country runs mm-hmm. off of us buying money, or excuse me, this country runs off us buying things. Mm-hmm. So like, if we didn't buy anything, the country America wouldn't be as successful as what it is. And uh, and when you look at it like that, where okay, so if we stop buying things tomorrow, there wouldn't be a need for us to buy anything else. There wouldn't be a need for you know, us to have the new uh, Apple mic or, you know, Apple iMac. And we wouldn't need the 90-inch plasma TV. We wouldn't need that. You know, we wouldn't need this other streaming service because everyone's talking about it, right? Like, oh, did you watch the new Netflix show? No, I don't have Netflix. You don't have Netflix? What? You got to get it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's all, it's that keeping up with the Joneses that, you know, we've been so accustomed to for so long. And again, when you can kind of take a step back and, and look at what's really important, and, uh, and focus on your health because I've realized uh, the more I do like outside again and the more I'm walking around and the more contrast therapy I do like ice plunging and sauna and all that stuff and uh, and you realize that your stress and anxiety kind of disappears you know it, when you when you push your body to that and you don't have the need to consume uh, outside sources meaning mm-hmm. like when you're when you're having a rough day at work and you get back from work what do you want to do you want to have beer. You want to have a glass of wine. And is that because you had a great day? <laughs> no, it's because it's, you had a shitty day, right? You're stressed out. You're anxious. So you try to consume something that's going to uh, get you away from that reality. But when you do things like contrast therapy and when you work out more and you push your body more to physical limits uh, it, uh, and you eliminate a lot of caffeine and alcohol, you don't have as much stress and anxiety as you used to, even though those work days are still rough, but you're able to handle it better because you're mentally and physically stronger. And I think that's something we take for granted and something a lot of people don't think about to where, you know, you really got to focus on having that aspect of your life really tightened up because it helps everything else. So we're talking a lot about like, oh, don't spend money and focus on your well-being. Yeah, that's all easy to say. Hard to Uh do. I get it. But when you do that and you get good at it, everything else, like it's like dominoes. Everything else falls into place just beautifully you just got to figure out that other stuff first i love that i love that and i I had a more important question but i'm actually going to throw that question to the side i'm going to ask you man (laughs) do you have a sauna do you have a sauna at your crib do you have a sauna at your house oh yeah man yeah what what brand do you have do you have like one of those wooden ones the little like oval ones that we see on the internet uh not the oval those are those are bigger than i because that's uh, a barrel do you have a barrel that's what it's called um so i have an ice barrel but okay, there's a, I think it's a, a Susi sauna, and uh, that's oh, the that. one I, that's one I wanted to get, but that's the big mm-hmm. oval one yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. probably seeing because those things are dope, but yeah, they're they're way too big. But I have a um an infrared sauna. It's from uh, Dynamic Saunas. I actually bought it on Amazon. Oh, sick! Yeah. So is it a walk-in or is it like a yeah. sit down? Because I, uh, the gym owner in my gym, he has mm-hmm. one that is a. I don't know what type of sauna it is. I think it maybe it's, yeah, I don't know. But either way, he can sit down like yeah. on a chair in the, his sitting room, uh-huh. wrap it around him like a little box, and then presses a button that kind of turns on. It's like I've a, seen those. Yeah. Yeah. So I was yeah. wondering if something like that. Or- so my, mine's infrared, so it is with panels. So okay. it's got it's got four panels on each side, and then it's got a glass mm-hmm. door. I'll send you uh, the one I got, but it's, it's gnarly, man, because it's a two-person sauna. It's got a bench. You just sit down, you plug it into your wall at your house. It just takes the same outlet as 
you know, to 120 volt, right? So you just plug it in and uh, it gets up to like 160 nice. degrees and um, it's got a reading light. And yeah, dude, it's it's a game changer. So, That's I mean, quick. they say infrared is is one of the most beneficial. Mm -hmm. But of course, like this, the standard traditional sauna would be the best because those get up to like 210. Um, so that's, that's some serious temperatures, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's real hot. That's, that's real hot. hot. I love it. There's a, a guy like, uh, Nick bear. I don't know if any of you or your listeners, uh, listen to or watch Nick bear on YouTube, but yeah, I know he was, he's, he's doing a little bodybuilding prep right now. He does a sauna before bed and he was in there. It was like 205 degrees. I said, listen, that's as soon hot. as it gets up to 170 for me, I'm over there dying my girl mm -hmm. loves the sauna though yeah. she'll stay in there forever but anyways yeah, yeah there, there's yeah. some there's some incredible benefits to heat exposure and um you know the shock proteins that you get from um just contrast therapy in general so contrast for people who don't know so it's uh it's heat exposure and the cold exposure so that's that's contrast therapy so if you do like an ice barrel like i do or an ice bath and you get it down to 30 40 degrees whatever you're you're sitting there and you know, it's four or five, six minutes, whatever you could do. And then you hop out of the sauna, you're in the sauna for 20, 30 minutes. And then you go back into the cold plunge and then you go back into the sauna and back into it. So you do three sessions. That's what they call contrast therapy. And there's the benefits are staggering. I mean, I'll let, I'll let people do their own research, but it is incredible um, what it does to your cells and to essentially kind of boost, give you a boost and let your body know because your body's saying, oh, shit we're doing this back and forth. We're, we're heating up, we're cooling down, we're heating up, we're cooling. We're going to have to like, we're going to have to what they, uh, what it's called as, um, as, um, heat shock proteins. So these heat shock proteins will pop out and it's repairing the body because it's preparing it for this crazy shit that's about to happen. And it's, it's fight or flight mode. And, uh, not only is there benefits like on a cellular level, but just mentally it's, I mean, there's nothing like it. You just feel better when you get done doing this type of therapy, especially like cold baths. It's, you know, I sleep better. So there's residual effects from it. Um, I have a lot less stress, a lot of anxiety. I don't have temper tantrums like I used to, like a little brat anymore. Um, you know, but it's it's a lot of work because you got to constantly do it. You know, it's not it's not like you could do it on a Monday and then be fine for the next five weeks. You're going to do it right. every day or a couple times mm -hmm. a day. So We're seeing a lot of people uh, adopt it in the uh... – "Quote unquote high performance community." I like to call it a high performance community. I don't know. It's my yeah my uh, my wording for it. But I love it. I want to get one myself. I want to or buy one. I mean, I want to get me a setup. I want to get me an ice barrel and get me a sauna. I like those that brand that Sisu sauna or S I S U. I think is how the yeah. it's spelled. I want to get one of those. I definitely need some some more space though for sure. But and now uh, I, I wanted one in my backyard, but yeah, wife wouldn't go for it. Understandable. I would encourage everyone, you know, to you probably just came up with your own assumptions like, oh, that's not good for you. Go do your research. That's right. Please, ladies and gentlemen, it's not a joke when people say go do your research, like really go do some research on things that you find interesting or you find scary or mm -hmm. fearful or or you automatically think it's bad. Go do your research. I've had so many conversations about contrast therapy with my lady and some other people and they're like well that's gonna make you sick you're gonna get sick aren't you gonna get sick i'm like bruh just go look it up man i don't, do I don't have time hey yeah, i don't have time to keep explaining it to you go do some research man that's right so, and you okay. know it is it is funny how we um i always i say this uh a lot but one of my favorite things to tell myself and tell my viewers and to my, tell my followers is uh get excited about the uncomfortable 
Because mm. the uncomfortable with everything just makes you better. And you can apply that to your normal life. Like, you know, what what happened in a relationship that you got cheated on? Mm. You know, oh, the next relationship, you were a little bit more, your wall was up. But that was good because you got to know that person a little bit as long as there's no resentment for the previous relationship. It didn't make you as susceptible to getting mm -hmm. cheated on. Um, you know, you look at like health and wellness, right? What did you learn from that? Well, I learned that if I do 150 pounds and I'm bench pressing, eventually on that 12th rep, my body's going to give up. Okay, so now that's my limit. But now I can grow to doing 13 or 14 or 15 reps. I just got to get to that point. So that struggle, that like right when you fucking hate it and it sucks, it's going to make you better because that's where, going back to the workout analogy, if you're hitting that 150, your muscle fibers are now tearing. Like it's, but guess what? They tear, they're going to regrow. Now they're going to be stronger. So now after weeks and weeks and weeks of training and getting better, you're going to be able to do 160 at 12 reps. Then it's 180 and then it's 200. And through struggle and through that suck, um, you get stronger. And that's mentally and physically. So I, uh, that's why I love contrast therapy is because through that struggle, it teaches you a lot. You don't think about it, but it, uh, yeah, Go, going through the struggles is, is very important in life. I think you communicated that really well just from a, from a calm point of view. I think there's so many quotes out there that are aggressive. So sometimes people are standoffish to the quote or to a phrase. So like Muhammad Ali said, you know, my run doesn't start until it starts hurting or whatever he says. Yeah. And basically, basically that's exactly what you just said, but you just said it in a much more digestible way. So I would love for people to like run your podcast back three minutes and listen back to that. Cause it's really important to do things that push you out of your comfort zone. That is the only way that you grow. Um, and again, I think sometimes we watch Goggins videos, Muhammad Ali videos, <laughs> Gary Reed and the trade videos, and some people receive it well. Some people don't. Um, I find it very digestible. I love it. But just for those out there who maybe don't like those type of people's content, run back what uh, Tony just said a few seconds ago and listen to that a few times over and you'll have everything you need to go progress and move forward in life. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And, uh, you know, speaking of that, just staying on that topic, one thing I always, because I didn't realize we're at an hour already. Time flies. It's like a fucking time warp in here. It sure um, is. <laughs> well, one thing I always uh, like to ask my listeners, or excuse me, one thing I always like to ask my guests on every single podcast is uh, what can you point out, whether it's maybe the last 12 months or recently or in your life, what can you point out? What can you give value to the listener to where uh, what has made you a better human mm. in 12 months? Is it a word? Is it a sentence? Is it, a, is it an expression? Uh, what do you think one thing has made you better? I'd say it's a quote. I'll give the super quick backstory, and it's not like a super sexy quote, but either way, <laughs> um, quick backstory. Uh, I think it was my girlfriend's birthday last year. Long story short, I didn't do a I didn't do a great job. She was emotional. It was a tough situation, tough conversation. Went and talked to you know I, I guess you could call it OG mentor of mine. Was telling him what happened. He was like. He kind of just stopped me because I was kind of like not taking accountability. And he's like, hey, it's not about your intention. It's about how you make the other person feel. It's not mm -hmm. about your intention. It doesn't matter if you didn't want them to feel that way. or You didn't intend it to hurt their feelings. You didn't intend to make them cry. You didn't intend to upset them. That None of that matters. Like, fuck your intention. It's mm -hmm. not about what you intended 
to do. It's about how you made them feel. In other words, what I received from that is like, like practice empathy, focus on how, like focus on them. It's not about you in that moment. Like it's about them, how you did make them feel and how you can adjust from there. So it's like, cause if I keep hurting her feelings or keep hurting a friend's feelings, or I keep doing the wrong thing at work, I can't keep saying, Oh, sorry, it wasn't my intention. Oh, sorry. It wasn't my intention. And keep repeating that same behavior because my intentions are pure, but I'm still fucking up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, it's not about your intention. It's how you, it's about how you made them feel. So you can take that a lot of different directions, but yes, move with intention. But if your intention doesn't have a great outcome and whatever the situation is, maybe you should, uh, reapproach, reapproach that and see where you can, uh, develop and improve. So hopefully that made sense. It does, man. No, I love that. I think people can relate a lot to that as well. So now great stuff, man. And if you can uh, call us, do us a favor, where can people find you? What's your podcast, your websites, your socials, all that jazz. Absolutely. So the best place you can find me is on Instagram at coach S T U T Z E R. That's coach Stutzer or on Twitter at Collis Stutzer. So at C O L L I S. And then my last name Stutzer. I'm sure that'll be somewhere in this uh, podcast description. So yeah, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram Catch up with me, shoot me a DM, have a conversation, you know, say some uh, loving words, say some hateful words, and I'll respond with some <laughs> loving words, whatever you want to do. I love it, man. Well, dude, this has been fun, man. It's been fun getting to know you these uh, last couple days, and uh, I'll definitely leave all the links and everything in the uh, episode notes, so definitely check him out. But if there's anything else uh, that you can leave the viewers, man, what else did you want to say? Anything of motivation or some of your goals? Uh, I always like to tell people, at the end of this episode, maybe even leave some accountability mantra for yourself, something that you want to do. It holds you accountable because this is going to be out in the universe forever. So what do you got for us? I am who I say I am. And what I mean by that is we do a lot of talking. We put a lot of things out there in the world. We tell a lot of people our goals. But are you who you say you are? So maybe every morning when you wake up, one thing I'm trying to say to myself, say to yourself, I am who I say I am. Be great. Mm. I love it, man. That is just well said, buddy. Um, everyone agrees. Thank you for the applause. Great job. Collis, listen, dude, it's been a blast, man. We will do this again, but thank you for everything and um, enjoy the rest of your day, brother. Thank you, brother. You too. All right, man. Oh, hey there. First of all, thanks for making it to the end of this video. Not a lot of people do, according to the YouTube analytics, but I, I do want to say thanks for listening to this. There's some more episodes if you want to check those out and they're all just as good but if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the channel check out those timestamps below to reference uh, some of the topics i talked about as well as some discount links to some of our sponsors and affiliates but uh, thanks for listening to this episode and uh, we'll see you next time